Welcome to Purpose Inc., the podcast where we discuss corporate purpose and stakeholder capitalism. I'm your host, Michael Young. There's long been a belief that responsible corporate social behavior was good for business. The whole premise of the S in ESG is to measure corporate social action and impact through the lens of risk to guide investor allocation of capital toward companies with more sustainable business practices. But with the advent of COVID-19, that linkage between corporate social behavior and business performance and market returns has never been more clearly and starkly defined invisible. And my guest today is uniquely qualified to talk about this topic. Allison Omens is the Chief Strategy Officer at Just Capital. And Just Capital's mission is to build an economy that works for all Americans by helping companies improve how they serve all stakeholders, workers, customers, communities, environment, and shareholders. Just Capital is a data-driven research organization that correlates American consumer public opinion about companies and ranks them with tools and indices that help measure and improve corporate performance in the stakeholder economy. Allison is responsible for overseeing Just Capital's programs, revenue partnerships, and uh, and strategic engagement with companies, investors, foundations, and not-for-profits. Previously, she worked as an advisor uh, to the U.S. Secretary of Labor, Tom Perez, where she managed the inclusive capitalism strategy for the secretary with the White House. She has uh, was previously the media director for the AFL-CIO. Allison received her master's in public policy from the Harvard Kennedy School and a bachelor's from Scripps College. Today, Allison and I talk about the origins of just capital and their intersection between business, finance, and civil society and consumers. Uh, We talk about how Just Capital connects social behavior and action to real world performance, and in particular, how investors and consumers view companies. And then we talk a lot about the huge impact of COVID on, on the view of consumers and investors and how they're looking at corporate behavior. Uh, in the age of COVID. I'm very grateful to Allison for coming on the podcast. And without further ado, my conversation with Allison Omens of Just Capital. Allison, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Michael. So Just Capital got its start back in the last, after the last recession and, and a breakdown in trust between business and society at that point, in your view, how have the norms of acceptable corporate conduct changed since then? And, and, and how are you seeing it evolve? Yeah, so it's a great question. And I feel like it's the question of the day. Just Capital was formed about six years ago. We were founded in the post-Great Recession, as you said, post-Tea Party, Occupy World, recognizing that populism was on the rise and that Americans and, and you know across the world, but were focused domestically, Americans felt really disconnected and trust was breaking down between everyday people and corporate America. 
And we were founded to bridge that gap and to try and realign the actions of companies with those of the values of the American people. So, you know, over the last six years, we've done extensive polling on what people care about. And consistently, what people have said is most important is core operational issues for companies, starting with how you treat your workers, followed by how you treat your customers, uh, what kinds of products are you creating. And that trust that has been broken down, it's been really interesting to see how people feel about corporate America since we've started polling. And um, it's it's been sort of up and down. Two years ago, trust was going up. Last year, it went down a bit. And then, you know, we're polling right now relating to COVID. And it's about split 50-50 of people who think that companies could be doing more and, and, and then those that feel like companies are part of the solution. But obviously, the bigger question is, where do we go from here? And how do we... Um, take you know advantage or or recognize this moment for what it is which is a, a restart of our economy we've stopped it and we're going to be starting it again at some point returning to some version of normal and companies and we all have an opportunity to say what was working and what wasn't and it's clear that if we look at how the american people feel about this um, these areas. There certainly is leadership among companies on issues like paying people well and you know commitment to diversity and inclusion, but there's a lot further to go. And so we at Just Capital see this as a real opportunity to see that restart as a reset and to be asking these questions on the front end among business leaders of, are your operational choices in line with what people want them to be? And if not, why not? And um, this is the time to sort of think about where we go. Yeah, that's a really important point about the alignment between business models and operations and that outward facing uh, impact, social impact. Could you just for the benefit of our listeners, just talk a bit more about how you connect business consumer sentiment and investor um, uh, focus at Just Capital? Yeah, sure. So um, as you know, our co-founder is Paul Tudor Jones, who's um, sort of a legendary investor. And, and so a lot of our DNA has that investment background. We started, as I said, we start with polling the American people on what they think are important, what we think are important uh, priorities for companies. And those issues are, as I said, really core. Um, they're, they're, it's a stakeholder model, how you treat your workers, customers, environment, suppliers, and shareholders. Um, but it's also in communities. Um, but interestingly, it's really aligned with the sort of evolution of ESG and where that world is from an investment perspective. So obviously, we've seen a real evolution from the divestment days to thinking about integrating ESG into portfolios. That's environmental, social, and governance issues. And part of the shift we've seen the last couple of years, and I think increasingly are, is that ESG issues are not just sort of 
externalities? How do you measure or how do you met, uh, manage your environmental performance, uh, diversity and inclusion, you know, your relationship with local governments around the world? But what it really is going towards, and so to answer your question, is more integrating non-financial metrics into assessing corporate performance. And that's what we at just see our role as in gathering data and doing that assessment. And it turns out that the values of the American people also make good business and investment sense. Um, Goldman Sachs has licensed our data to launch their first social impact fund, which was launched a little under two years ago. That continues to outperform the benchmark. We've also done an assessment on companies that we've assessed as doing particularly well for their workers. Um, those companies are outperforming their peers in this, you know, period of high volatility right now. So the, the sort of interesting and really important point here is that the data is bearing us out that companies that are making these, um, types of choices every day operationally are also outperforming their peers and investors are also taking notes. So, it's a really important sort of virtuous cycle that we're increasingly seeing. And certainly there are some counterfactuals to that point, but, but generally we are finding that that kind of performance um, on the social impact or sustainability or purpose lens is tied to other types of financial performance. Yeah, that's, that is an incredible data set to be looking at. And I think I've heard you really focus on, you focus on the S in ESG, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just um, talk a little bit about um, the work you do with corporate partners at, at Just and, and how, do you, how do you help them think about the S? Sure. So we... Um, we are assessing companies in the Russell 1000, so the or the thousand largest publicly traded companies headquartered in the U.S. Obviously, that's a really diverse set of companies across industries. We have relationships with about 415 of those thousand, so we have different levels of relationships. Obviously, um, we have about a little over 200 reviewing the data. What we're doing is we're gathering data from publicly available and crowdsourced. Um, sources and assessing companies on those things. So we're looking at 10Ks and news reports and CSR reports and doing our own modeling to try and figure out uh, how companies within retail are paying their workers, uh, what kinds of benefits are available. We do look at, we're, as you said, our focus is on the S, but we are looking at environmental impact questions, carbon. Uh, we look at shareholder issues as well, long-term returns, as well as board diversity and independence. So we are really doing a holistic assessment of companies, but we're taking that data, we're engaging companies in them. So as I said, we have about 200 um, companies that are engaging with us on their data and research, sharing their best practices, um, talking to us about their performance. And then we have companies that we're talking, you know, really in depth with about um, perhaps they're uh, outperforming their peers and we want to lift up those examples and 
um, and show best practices on a specific topic and, you know, write case studies and develop those, that type of material. We're really into celebrating leadership at Just Capital. Um, or we're talking to them behind the scenes. Um, we've assessed them as underperforming on an issue and showing them what the data from the other companies says and where we think they can improve based on that. And we're starting to see real success, you know, uh, different, the what we're measuring and how we're measuring, I think, has really important appeal to companies because of this fundamental idea of the social license to operate and that what we're really doing is trying to assess companies on uh, the on what they're how they're performing on the values of their customers and workers and community members. And so that's really resonant. And so what we're doing is as I said, either engaging behind the scenes or through our media partnerships. We have a partnership with Forbes, partnership with CNBC through a a just quarterly call where CEOs talk about their performance on stakeholder issues on CNBC. So, you know, there are different ways that we are um, working with companies, but, but, you know, the most important thing I think is to say that there's interest. I mean, you know, unsurprisingly, probably for you from your perspective or where you're sitting is that, um, you know, this is a topic and, and increasingly important to, to business leaders. And, um, and so a lot of folks are, are just sort of looking for the playbook or looking for the benchmark or how to wrap their head around this. And so that's what we see our role as is sort of being guides through that and have a framework that, that you know, we see is being really fundamental to, uh, to how businesses sort of move through the world. Yeah. And I think the connection that you make between data and real world performance is a significant move because it there are there are data sets out there that demonstrate ESG in one lens but don't always take the real world business performance and consumer sentiment into account exactly exactly and and i think you know a lot of what we're seeing those of us who sort of live in this in this ESG world there's been, you know, a proliferation of ways to measure companies in the last couple of years. And, and you know, to a degree, that's great. That means that more people are paying attention, are thinking about which metrics actually connect to performance and and are most meaningful. And that's a debate that, that I, you know, expect to continue to have um, or that we will all sort of collectively have. But the, you know, the most important thing, and so we hear a lot from companies is saying we don't know which one to pay attention to and et cetera, et cetera. But it really will be interesting and important over the next couple of years to be uh, deciding or sort of aware of of which of which data sets or points are connecting to meaning and are connecting to um, actually understanding what companies are doing and the choices that they're making. So you know that's part of what we see our role as 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 again like being that guide um, and also trying to derive from our perspective which ones have meaning. And so that's a lot of what we spend our time thinking through and talking to companies and investors and, you know, advocates and, and others, academics who are also trying to, to solve this puzzle. And I want to come back to what we started talking about at the top, uh, especially around the pandemic. And I think everywhere we've seen, it's one thing to talk about stakeholder capitalism in good times and another thing 
over the last couple of months as the pandemic has unfolded. And I wanted to just touch on some of the research uh, that you put out recently. Uh, it was just last week, right? Of um, how companies are the, the, how companies are actually being viewed during the pandemic. Could you kind of walk us through that research and those findings? Yeah, sure. So we've been doing a, about, you know, about five weeks ago at the beginning of the pandemic, we really did a hard pivot at Just Capital where we recognize that if we're assessing companies on performance relative to how they're treating their stakeholders, we had to look at every single thing we were measuring them on and think, is this still true right now? And it, will this still be true after the immediate emergency, but recognizing how hard hit the economy was, um, how, how it was, how hard hit the economy was. So we started um, doing a couple things. We started polling the American people, which we sort of do regularly, but wanted to make sure we got back out into the field as soon as possible to understand how people were thinking about this. And that work is ongoing. And, you know, as we're seeing play out in all sorts of ways, people's views are shifting on how companies are doing what's most important to to um, for companies to be doing. But, you know, at the top of the list are, are doing things like providing PPE and safe work environments for companies company or for employees, protecting workers that are on the job, finding, you know, if there are layoffs, finding, um, you know, sort of just ways, um, including supports for layoffs, but also making other choices around furloughs or work share programs, which we are starting to see some companies make alternative choices to layoffs. Um, so we've been polling the American public. That's one. The second is we put out a set of principles based on the polling of what companies, sort of leadership principles, what companies should be thinking about, recognizing that every company is in a really different financial and operational environment. But broadly, you know, putting workers first, engaging with government, um, thinking about safety, paid sick leave, just as a guide for for business leaders as as they are making these choices. That was the second thing was the principles. And then the third was that we immediately started gathering data and information on what companies are doing. So we've started with the top 100 largest employers in the U.S. Uh, we will be expanding that universe in the coming weeks and months. But we're tracking, you know, the Walmarts, Amazons, Home Depots of the world on what they're making, on what they're doing across uh, across issues. So uh, are they... Um, have they made special customer accommodations? Have they shifted manufacturing if they're manufacturers? Have they shifted sort of the priorities around shipment um, for you know from essential services to non-essential services? Uh, have they implemented hazard pay if they're still open? Um, are they taking government money? Are they are they laying people off? So so really a holistic assessment of companies, and it's really been interesting both you know initially to begin to track that, and then more recently to also see the shifts that um, that are occurring, and it's slowing down a little bit, but. Um, just seeing, you know, for example, the number of executives that are um, taking um, salary cuts uh, has quadrupled in the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, we're seeing the trends begin to emerge. More companies are instituting hazard pay. More companies have um, extended paid sick leave. 
So those trends, I think, are really important for now as we're tracking how companies are doing. But obviously, it's going to be really important over the next couple of weeks and months to, you know, where we started, which is what's the long term restart look like and what choices will all business leaders be making that that, you know, either creates a a more just economy or a less just economy. And we see our role as as assessing that and tracking it and and trying to do our best to understand it. The data show outperformance for those who are providing more support for workers, correct? Yeah, exactly. So we've also been starting to um, compare at the market level how companies that are supporting their work or who in the past, according to our assessment, have supported their workers, um, as well as just, you know, the holistic assessment that we've done uh, compared to right now. And those companies, yes, continue to outperform. Any predictions, prognostications on whether the pandemic will really force change within companies? How do you think about that? We at Just Capital are an optimistic bunch. <laughs> so um, I, I like to be optimistic. I, I think that, you know, we were we were founded in a world that was dealing with the backlash of what happened after the Great Recession. And I think we do so much polling and talking to people across the country that there's a, a real... Uh, risk associated with going back to normal, except even worse. And simultaneously, over the last couple of years, we've really heard an increase from CEOs talking about wanting to do something different. The Business Roundtable, which you know it represents the largest companies in America, signed a new statement of purpose last August that committed to serving all of their stakeholders. You know, Davos this year, the theme was stakeholder capitalism. So I think there's a reason to believe that the CEOs who have been talking about this now see this opportunity as that reset that I was talking about. And simultaneously, there's a real risk of going the opposite direction of, of, you know, we're already seeing an increase in employee activism and consumer activism over the last couple of weeks and, and have really seen a shift in even, you know, how we talk about workers, that essential workers are, you know, not the sort of traditional uh, workforce that we've celebrated, but grocery workers and pharmacy workers and, and bus drivers. And so that that sort of, you know, social norm shift, I think, also contributes to uh, the potential of of creating something better, of, of sort of saying this is going to be the nail in the coffin of shareholder uh, primacy and and putting shareholders first and really creating something that is more sustainable. And I'm going to link the research that you've uh, put out in the last couple of weeks in the show notes. Um, and also, I would recommend commend to anyone your weekly COVID update. I think has been excellent, and I've kept an eye on that. So I'll also link out to that. Um, you know the. Maybe just the you know the last point about this um, that that it feels like there won't be a going backward 
uh, op, you know, that we're not going to go backward from here. And, and I think where one of the things that I've seen connected is the pandemic and climate and how these two things are correlated in the sense that they're planetary in scale. Um, do you think we'll see a similar move up the importance uh, hierarchy for climate? And it's already been top of mind for a long time, but do you think this will have uh, an impact there as well? I think it certainly may. I have been thinking about the choice we have in front of us and the idea of stakeholder capitalism and sort of long-termism is, is there are two ways to, to think about where we go. One is the zero-sum game, and that is that you trade off climate for inequality, or you trade off making money for, uh, you know, serving your suppliers or creating a good deal for your suppliers. That 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 one choice hurts the other choice, and the other is that in the long term, businesses are making choices that are aligned with the various interests, and certainly this is a simplistic. Uh, black and white, not totally true view of the world. But there's research that says that companies that treat their workers well and invest in them see long-term performance. And that's regardless of if these are sort of low-wage frontline workers. And similarly, if a company is thinking about the long-term when it comes to climate and it comes to um, you know these related structural global issues that they're they're evaluating and making decisions about risk and products and consumers differently because the science tells us where the cut where the the globe is going where the planet is going and so you know I think that we can what what we're, we are trying to do at just capital is align incentives align expectations, align performance so that it does, you know, we do celebrate and create an economy that rewards that type of long-term leadership on issues like climate. So I think the issues are certainly connected. And I think that, that again, that reset has to be connected to a long-term realignment. Allison, we're going to have to leave it there. It has been a fantastic conversation. And I want to have you back on so we can look back upon where we are right now in sort of late April, early May in the pandemic and and pick this conversation up again. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you again, Michael. I look forward to checking in again. The Purposing Podcast is a production of Actual Agency helping innovators communicate in a changing world. More at www.actual.agency.